In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was in college, I got trapped in the ocean. I'd gone further out than I realized, and when I tried to get back to shore, the waves kept pulling me out. So I did the classic walk parallel to the shore move, and after about 30 minutes, which felt like several hours, I made it back to the sand, exhausted. I was shaken, not just from being physically tired out, but by realizing how puny I was compared to the force of the ocean tides. Powerlessness is a terrifying feeling, and one that we seek to avoid at almost any cost. Often in our effort to avoid powerlessness, or at least our awareness of it, we seek control. We grasp at power. In fact, one of the ways to understand how the social unrest we're experiencing expresses itself is just this. What sort of power should the state have, and who should be the ones to wield that power? Of course, one does not need to read very far in history to recognize that almost always those who grasp power end up being grasped by it. Kanye West can ask us, you got the power to let power go? The answer, of course, is almost always no. But the Christian story of the world makes a baffling inversion of power. It begins with a recognition of all human powerlessness. We don't have the power to let power go because ultimately we recognize our futility and powerlessness in the face of death. Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, Ramses II, Houdini, James Dean, popes, princes, celebrities, death has no respect for money, political influence, talent, or any other marker of human achievement. As St. Paul tells us in our epistle lesson, At the right time, when we were still in weakness and powerlessness, Christ died for us. While Christianity's upfront clarity about death may be refreshing, or perhaps frightening, in a world that seeks to obscure death, it's really nothing more than telling forth an obvious truth. Everybody is powerless in the face of death. No, the real judo move Christianity does with power is in the way it shows forth God. I've spent time in Christian traditions that make an obsession out of God's sovereignty. The assumption is that for God to have glory, we must make clear his absolute power over all things. Now, classical Christianity understands God as the ground of all being, so it's not as if power is really up for grabs. But what's fascinating about the apostolic witness to the revelation of God in Jesus Christ is not that it hides God's power, nor does it seek to locate it in his absolute might and control over all things. God's power, says the church, is shown forth in the death of Jesus Christ. The coronation of Christ is made with a crown of thorns. His elevation as king over all things is his being lifted up on the cross. His ascension to the right hand of God is begun in his descent unto the place of the dead, where he preaches the good news of his power over death and brings freedom to Adam and all those held captive in the pit of the grave. This is a mystery that is impenetrable to the natural eye. It requires an eye opened by the Spirit of God to perceive it. And it's not just the passion of Christ that shows this strange use of power. It's his whole life. As I've quoted Rowan Williams in the past, martyrdom is a result of a longer prosaic process of unselfing. Jesus' strange divine power is shown forth in all the ways he acts in self-giving love and compassion toward the people he encounters. 
as the liturgy of the early church says, on the night in which he was given up, or rather gave himself up for the life of the world. Who knew Kanye's question was really a question about God? You got the power to let power go? There's a difficulty in being a Christian in the midst of an empire whose runaway appetites have become so outsized she started eating herself alive. This difficulty is compounded when that empire misidentifies itself as Christian, thereby tempting citizens of Christ's kingdom to grasp and wield power like citizens of the empire, rather than follow their king and having the power to let power go. Our gospel lesson has one of my favorite sentences of scripture, and one that I think encapsulates the gospel message that each of us needs to sink down deep into our bones. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Friends, we are living in a world that is roiling with the corrosive effects of power. The people around us are harassed and helpless, shepherdless sheep. How will they hear the voice of the Good Shepherd calling them to life and peace if we do not speak with his cadence, if we do not act with his self-giving love that has now been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit? We are those who have received reconciliation and are now called to be ambassadors of that reconciliation to a world fraught with dissension and strife. May the Lord of the harvest send us out into the fields of our city to bring healing and peace in the name of Jesus Christ. And may the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.